0: Welcome to the Gamers Over 50 podcast. This is episode 57, the Holiday Game Gift Guide, part two of five. Still five. I had not added anything to it, even though I really thought about it. Uh, Got three more board games, or board card dice games, and two more video games, uh, including uh, one that I bought and I'm now slightly like playing it for an hour or two a day and it frustrates me because i got to learn how to be better at it and a couple of my favorite animals are in here as well so let's just dive in and start with raccoon tycoon and multiple publishers forbidden games arrakis games pen dragon game studio sorry arrakis just because uh, Dune came out today, and I've already watched it once. But uh, the designer is Glenn Drover. The artists are Jacoby O'Connor and Annie Stegg. This is a two to five player game, best with four, can take up between 60 to 90 minutes. It's eight plus, and that has a 2.11 complexity level from our friends at Board Game Geeks. So it is probably not a secret. I probably haven't brought it up too much, but I love raccoons. I think they're cool. I think they're cute. I love that they are just silly enough to get into your garbage and to mess around. Um, there was a Twitter the other day. Somebody had helped a raccoon get out of like a drain and the raccoon jumped back in the drain. It was hilarious. But they're darn cute and they're super smart. Um And I also like set collection games, as well as auction games, because I think those are really kind of fun uh, when you kind of pull them together. So this uh, is, and right now, early October, well, mid-October now, uh, this game, Raccoon Tycoon, is on sale. So hooray, again, trying to find the bargains as we go, but also find cool looking games as well. So we'll talk about this. Uh, So... The description is, a story is a land bustling with productivity and growth. New towns, factories, and railroads are springing up across the land. A few savvy business tycoons, you and your opponents, are determined to make your fortunes on the crest of this wave. So this is very much an Industrial Revolution-type game. Uh, kind of looks like that as well, the, the look and feel. So I feel like that look and feel is good. Now, in this game, you need to pretty much get the most valuable commodities, stop others from getting the most valuable commodities, um, produce those, and then kind of create, you know, again, as, a, as most games, you'll have a shifting marketplace. So you may be the cornerstone on something, and then nobody buys it. Or you may have the most of something and everybody needs it. And so they start buying it. So again, this is a very much um, a bidding auction kind of game that you can play as well. So it's but it's also very timing wise. So you have to be able to sell at high buy low, right? Just like in Trading Places uh, with Lewis. And if you can name the other person, say it right now. No, Billy Ray. Okay, sorry, Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy. Great movie. Um, But this is, again, where you're, you're really trying to stop your other opponent from selling or buying at the right time. What is also pretty amazing about this game is every one of these cards has a theme and they're beautiful. They are absolutely like little portraits of animals. You could take these cards and put them into like one of those 12 or 13 slot pieces. Uh, and maybe keep that as your secret hidden game that you, you know, people have to find in the house or something like that. Kidding. But it is a beautiful game. The portraits of the animals are great. Um, and and this is just a really, really well-made game. And I say that from the perspective of The cards aren't flimsy. You're not going to like buy these for 99 cents, et cetera. But the other cool thing is this game has a board game spotlight award and you got the dice tower seal of excellence. If you get a chance, go and actually look those both up and look at the games out there. And you're probably like, Oh yeah, I love that game. I love that game. I love that game. Um, The other neat thing is it reminds me the art in this reminds me of frog and toad or of Emmett Otter's jug band Christmas, which is perfect. Uh, The old, uh, uh, Henson movie, which is super awesome. It's, I watch it every year, two or three times. It's on Disney Plus if you want to watch it. But the detail, again, is so cool. I could see someone getting a tattoo of one of these cards just because it is really neat. And maybe somebody would get like Sly Fox or Top Dog as it. Um, and this would also be something that, you know, helps if you have kids teach monetary skills. Why don't you buy everything immediately, you know, like the same thing. Everybody learns in Monopoly, but it's also a, a neat game. It's very card based, super awesome game. So Raccoon Tycoon first game really good. And I do believe there's some expansions, but also look at the other games over there uh, when you see it. Okay, so we're going to stay with the animal theme. Well, maybe not the animal theme, but we'll talk about animals. Um, this next game is actually a game from Kickstarter. And I'll talk a little bit about what Kickstarter is here in case folks don't know what Kickstarter is. Uh, but this is Dinosaur World from Pandasaurus Games. Designers, Brian Lewis, Dave McGregor, Marissa Masura. artist Quan Chai Moria. I hope I said that right. Uh, Shakra, oh, Joe Chakras and Andrew Thompson. It's uh, two to four players. If you can get all four people in there, it's great. It's about an hour to two to play. Age is 10 plus and board game geeks gives it a complexity of 3.05. So again, remember yesterday I talked that some games you may take back a little bit. So maybe a game says 10 plus and you can go to eight plus this is 10 plus And you, because it's an hour or two, you may want to seriously consider maybe pushing it up to maybe 12, having a break in the middle game, something like that. Um, but if I think back to my favorite subject and most kids' favorite subjects are dinosaurs. Um, and there's actually a dinosaur world in Cave City, Kentucky, right near Mammoth Cave, if you're ever looking for a place to go. Um, what's kind of cool is you can go like into Louisville, Kentucky and do like the whole derby thing and the bourbon thing, drive down, stop at Cave City and then go to Nashville. So there's a little, you, know, you probably didn't know, this. it's going to be a travel Add in there as well, um, but Cave City and Dinosaur World is still there, and it was so much fun to go and see it when I was a kid. It it made the dinosaur experience so much better because I mean, if you go to a museum, you see the giant dinosaur bones and things like that. That's super awesome too. Uh, but this is like you can go see this, and I was it used to be a there was a place uh, where you could stay in tents down there. That's it that was a long time ago, um, but then again. We had Jurassic Park, Michael Crichton came out and boom, blew all of us away uh, back in the 90s with some amazing movies. Except for my only I actually really love all movies, but I have one slight issue was how much the girl in the movie knew about Linux and how to you know reset the kernel and things like that. S- stuff I know. Uh I looked at it and was like, hmm. That's weird, you know, because the other side is the get the stigmatism they gave the computer guy. I mean, I love the guy actor who plays Newman and the, the character, but you know what? Hey, we don't eat a lot of snacks when we're computer programming, or when I programmed, I really didn't. I preferred PB and J and celery and ants on a log and stuff like that. Um, grape or strawberry jelly always, which is I know they have the anachronism because I'm in the middle, but again, the, you know, the whole Jurassic Park thing came around. So the other side of this is being a Kickstarter game, which is you will give money and that money will be refunded. Kickstarter holds onto that money if the game doesn't fulfill. And then the game people take that money and the investment and create a game. So they have a concept. They can show you the concept board. There's usually videos. They have updates. I've got another Kickstarter game uh, that'll probably be its own podcast because it's a game that's being recreated other than this one. but uh, Kickstarter is very cool to go look at because there's not just games. There's video games, regular games. There's arts. There's cards. There's T-shirts. There's just a lot of stuff that's out there. We actually have a, a dice tower on its way to us, and it's made you know, all wood. It's etched. It's got some special stuff in there for us. But Kickstarter is really, really cool. And I like to think of it as a, a, a new place where you can help fund new independent investors and i love independent games i brought that up before um but it also fits in with my addiction of and i know this is going to sound funny but qvc etsy ebay and garage sales although i haven't got to that point being over 50 that i stop at every garage sale but there's like a neighborhood that i try to go to their garage sales but i can never find the garage sale so i wonder if they just put the sign up to mess with me now so you never know but uh, I, I just think it's kind of neat because it's something brand new. It's not um, using what's the word homogenized and pasteurized and packaged for us. It is very, very, very cool. OK, so that's about Cave City, Kickstarter, etc. cetera. The, the really cool thing and I'm going to read the description of this because it's from the Kickstarter is the triumph of science that led to dinosaurs returning to the world once more has become public knowledge. New parks spring up regularly often beginning operations even before everything has been finalized. There is no shortage of patrons either. Eager, sorry, eager to be entertained. They're either or eager to be entertained by these returned species and new. Interesting. Okay. So concept of it is, again, like I said, a little bit up front is this game is you're creating a dinosaur park. So you're creating a Jurassic Park in effect. But Let's just make sure we don't lose the copyright there. Um, And what's also very kind of cool about this game is the amount of cards and the figures. And there's a lot of stuff that you have to punch out that'll take a little bit to set up. And when you are building this, and I pulled that uh, bit of information off Board Game Geeks as well. But as you're kind of building this, you know, there are implications of your park. So maybe you don't have enough security or you have too many patrons or you decide to put... Uh, raptors with bunnies in the playground equipment area. Um, you will probably lose the game then, but you actually have the ability to lose patrons that come to visit. You have like money set aside, or you lose points for that. Uh, you know, and your choices. You may get some cash. You may get a desk, a death token, in this as well. So it's, and it's got a little bit. You know, it's ten plus. Yeah, let's move it up maybe to 12, 13 to. Because, you know, I have death in the game as well. But it's your greed that really affects how this game goes. Now, this is one of those games, if you like a game that you can sit down and maybe you have folks that love dinosaurs or you have friends. This is the kind of game for like a dinner game. So after you have dinner, you play a game. Um, Before you do this, go take a look on Board Game Geeks or Kickstarter. Uh, go look at the videos for this. Go look at how it's set up, how you play it. Like I said, this has a, cl- a complex level of three point. I think it was one one out of five, so it's a little bit more comp- three point oh five out of five. Uh, it's a little more complex, but it is one of those games that if you enjoy dinosaurs and you really like uh, kind of the building aspect of it and having your park, and maybe if you put a chain link fence around. The Tyrannosaurus, you might get out. Um, it reminds me a lot of the Zoo Tycoon, the Microsoft Zoo Tycoon game where you would accidentally open the cage and let a tiger run around, chase people. Never got to see any of the bad stuff. And you never see the bad stuff here. You just find out about it. Um, but definitely take a look. This game is one of the few games though that is right now awaiting fulfillment in this fall. So you can actually get into Kickstarter and you can be you know, a person that puts some money into it but you may not get this game before the end of the year, depending on how everything goes. Um, But it is also a fun game to say, oh, I just, you know, I love dinosaurs. I want to get this game. Um, So you got that going for you. If you love dinosaurs, you like them to eat tourists, which is bad, this is your game. Um, And just remember, like I said, a little more older than 10 plus, maybe 12, 13 plus. All right. However, let's step back and go for a game that's, more kid-friendly. Uh, Go Nuts for Donuts is our next game. All right. So the publisher is Daily Magic Games. The designer is Zachary Eagle. The artist is Claire Donaldson. Two to six players, best with four to five, uh, but we have that we own this game. So it's actually fun for two with one mechanic that you'll find about in a second. It takes about 20 minutes of play. So perfect, again, after dinner, before dinner game. It's eight plus. I would actually notch that down a little bit. You could go down with this game because it is a pretty easy game. The complexity from Board Game Geeks is a 1.11. Yay. Um, and Daily Magic Games is a really cool publisher because they are des- they're, they want their designers and their customers to both be happy. And I know that sounds weird that, oh, everybody has to be happy, but it's nice when you can have everybody who are developing games that have more strategy built into them and they've got you know because it's about donuts i mean you're probably thinking how far you know interesting can you get about donuts well you're about to find out um but i do have a funny donut story that i like to bring up but uh, my father is not allowed to go into the kitchen a lot of times uh, or maybe he i think he is now when i was younger he wasn't um because he would get into the kitchen and the one thing that my dad loved to make and he could make them really well are donuts but he would turn the kitchen into a greasy powdered sugar mess um, which they should probably take that and make it into a candle because powdered sugar donut smell is awesome if you've ever been to a donut shop that smell uh it's kind of like if you go into like a pizza place and the pizza place has a really good smell about it uh, which of pizza, but <laughs> not donuts, unless it's a donut and pizza place. But it, yeah, it was when I was a kid. It was just one of those awesome, awesome kind of just perfect times. And we only did it every so often, but we would just consume all those donuts. It was better than going to the fair. Um, but Go nuts for donuts is a card game that is more set collection again card drafting. So you're going to pick your cards. And also secret bidding. Now, the coolest mechanic in this with this secret bidding. So let's say uh, I'm going to pick my friend Wayne. So Wayne and I are playing and I bid three and Wayne bids three. Because we tie and our numbers match, no one gets the card. So if you both say the same number or two players say the same number, uh, boom, can't you don't get it so you won't get the points and and it's really cool because you really lay out your donuts on this Uh, the equal amount of players plus one as you're going through each player has you know a card for their donut and as you're going through you pick out number cards and then you simultaneously reveal your number so there's not a real like you know oh what number do you have kind of thing going on you just kind of turn it over and you find out you want to collect sets in this game. Unique, powerful donuts are better. In my opinion, that would be the blueberry cake, but it's not the most powerful donut. I'm not going to tell you because we don't want to get this game. And it's just, again, really, really, really kind of got a cute feel and vibe to it. It's a fun game that, you know, everyone can play. If, you know, family's coming over, or if you have grandchildren, or maybe nieces and nephews, and you're thinking, Oh, no, what are we gonna do? We're gonna sit around and you know, watch frozen for the 300th time. I've never seen frozen just to blow everyone's mind. Um, I have seen brave like 100 times and I don't even want to talk about how many times I saw The Little Mermaid. Uh, Anywho, But if you're looking for a game and say, you know, they're coming over or you're like, you know, their parents are going to go shopping and you get to watch kids. This is a great, great game for them because it's fun. It's silly. And you can get the game and some donuts as you're going about this. So, again, cute game, cute faces, sprinkles. It is just adorable. 20 minute game lets you have more people can play. So, like if you're, you know, maybe your brother's bringing over his family or sister's bringing over family, you could have a game saying, Hey, I got a gift. Boom. Easy to go. And this is also something that I would take to work with me and I would play with coworkers because you could play it. This is something you could play at a bar. So, donuts for donuts. So, that's our three board card dice kind of games. Not many dice in here, but we had a lot of dice yesterday. So um, the next game is actually I'm trying to think about how I say how cool it is, because it's the subject matter that I really love. OK, so anyway, I'm going to start with it is The Artful Escape. It's from Perna Interactive. And if you've heard that name before, you're probably thinking, hmm, Anaperna, Where have I seen that? Oh, it's a movie. So movies like American Hustle. Or joy with uh, the hometown hero, Jennifer Lawrence from my hometown as well, um, which is never a password, everybody. So just, I have a whole different password for that one. Or movies like Book Smart, which if you haven't seen that, it's hilarious, probably not a kid movie. Or Where'd You Go, Bernadette? A great book, went to a good movie. Uh, really Annapurna is out there, but Annapurna Interactive, the folks who make the game. So you have these really creative folks are building this. And the designer is Beethoven and Dinosaur. And I'm wondering if that's two people's names. I've kind of wondered that while I was doing this. I didn't really look into it. But the director is Johnny Galvatron. The platform, and yesterday we had PlayStation 4 and 5 games. So today we're going to have a Microsoft Windows. I'm sorry, Windows. Of course it's Windows. Uh, Xbox One and Xbox Series XS game only. It's a single player game and you can spend about 20 minutes playing this and it is a 10 plus game. So it's a video game. That's 10 plus. Okay. So I'm going to read directly from about what's about this game. So the artful escape previously known as the artful escape of Francis Vendetti is a platform video game developed by Beethoven and dinosaur. And it's in the fictional town of Calypso, Colorado, and it's the birthplace of a deceased folk folk music legend, Johnson Vendetti. And on the 20th anniversary of his groundbreaking album during the 1970s, the town holds a large festival and Johnson's nephew, Francis Vendetti, is expected to play Johnson's folk songs at the concert, so you're going to be playing as Francis. So, Francis struggles living in that shadow I mean everybody who's got you know somebody great ahead of them does that and so he wants to play rock and then one night he's visited by aliens this is where we get to the video game part of it and starts to understand that you know kind of following these aliens he wants to go to find a guy named Lightman who is a guitarist so blows into that um, the next kind of piece of this is, is the Artful Escape, really. Again, platform game, but your, Francis has a guitar and he has to play various effects as well as he, you know, jumping around, doing his normal running, etc. cetera. And you have boss characters, you have interactive scenery that you're dealing with. And the concept of this game is so cool because it's music within and the music is kind of the subject matter within a kind of a jump and a boss defeating kind of game. So you're also really not, you know, taking a knife or a sword or a club or an arrow or a machine gun, to Also, you're taking a guitar. Um, And the other side of it is watching a lot of the demos on this, I really felt like there was a feel of wild stallions. Keanu, Alex. Please join my podcast one day. And Keanu Reeves, you do. You got to come in person because my wife really would love to meet you. You're like her favorite person in the world. Actually, my favorite. Everybody's favorite person in the world should be Keanu Reese. It's amazing. Um, but after watching the demos, after watching the playthroughs, I found myself humming some of these songs that are in the game. Um, so that's the game. Here's the cool part. Is The development of this, it was conceived by Johnny Galvatron, who is one of the founding members and lead guitarist of the band, the Galvatrons. And so prior to joining a band, he studied film and computer and animation in college in Melbourne, Australia. I think that's the coolest thing. And it's his, you know, he kind of quit touring, started developing games and, you know. Uh, has very artistic goals, which I think, you know, all folks should, you should have some art. It brings life and beauty to you. But this may sound kind of hopefully rational, but I kind of think of someone like Johnny Galvatron, very similar to someone like Danny Elfman or Mark Mothersbaugh. Uh, If you do not know who those folks are, then shame on you because Oingo Boingo and Devo are two of the best bands you'll ever listen to. i may be from that generation and pull that out. Um, But they came back with these other gigs and started developing themes and music and sound and different items. Um, So you have a multi-dimensional person creating this game. And the really cool thing is I was reading through this. uh, Galvatron brings up this article where the story is in the vein of David Bowie traveling off from London on an interstellar trip to create Ziggy Stardust. So, I mean, how do you not like Bowie? Bowie's music is great too. So it's, all the art that's coming into this and it's all built in is, you know, I, I mean, I will never stop loving David Bowie's music. It was great. But, you know, again, Galvatron brings the fact that he is a huge fan of Stanley Kubrick, Wes Anderson, Steven Spielberg. And you, if you're thinking right there, okay, we went through some interesting kind of movies across the board there. Um, And if you've never seen Wes Anderson's Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, um, which is a masterpiece and, you know, Bowie music is throughout it with Bill Murray, Jeff Goldblum, Angelica Houston, Willem Dafoe, Wilson, and then Sue George, who sings in the the movie, really fantastic. Um, But The Artful Escape is kind of that perfect escape into a beautiful world and it's by far one of the neatest concepts of amazing music great gameplay and a wonderful story built into it and you know i don't know if david boy really played video games that would actually be you know I, did, I think i did a star one of people who play video games it'd be kind of neat to find out if he ever did but i really feel like he would have played this game or he would have loved to watch people play this game okay last game is Valheim from Coffee Steam Publishing, designer Iron Gate. It's on Windows and Linux. It's a Steam game. It's a single-player multiplayer, and you can play in basically a survival mode or a sandbox mode where you run around and you still try to survive. Uh, In ages 12 to 18 is what it says. I'd say 16 plus because there's a lot of mature stuff in here. You're you're beating stuff out and doing all stuff. But uh, Swedish developers, Iron Gate, Publish this game back in February of 2021 and uh, so Richard Svensson started this as a spare project you know or spare time project on the side and this is kind of a heck of a side project um, because if you've ever wanted to be a Viking maybe Ragnar Loafbrook or someone else you can be in this game and it's based uh, in a world where slain Vikings go to prove themselves to the halls of Valhalla and, you know, it's a Valheim is actually a fictional 10th world within the world tree. Yggdrasil, I'm never going to get that one right. Sorry, Kate. Yggdrasil, Yggdrasil uh, of Norse mythology. And it is so interesting because you have these uh, creatures that are trying to get you and you have boars and you have deer and you have fishing and you build things. Um i've been playing this i actually because i wrote all the scripts i promised to get myself a game and this is one of the games i've got Um, but it has this huge amount of combat that's built it it's built to be like the preparing items you have to build uh, a house or a structure so that you can store uh store your bed so you can rest so you can gain strength and things like that um and you can like right now i've developed a raft i'm gonna have a long ship one day different biomes like. You know, you go from a regular wooded Glen into the mountains, uh, in the water. And so it's a great game also to forage and farm. So if you want a game where you're going out and you're farming or foraging or maybe just getting boars, um, it's cool. The other neat thing is it includes and you need to learn how to do this blocking as well as running away from things, which you have flight or, you know, fight or flight, flight or fight kind of piece in there um, that goes as well. The other side, and I haven't played this yet, is as a PVP or cooperative play where maybe five or six people or up to 10 can play as, as well. And it's a, just a really kind of a neat game. And it's a PC-based game. And Iron Gate Studios really is an awesome story in its own. Um, go out and check out uh, the folks who started Iron Gate, Richard Vinson and Heinrich Tornfist, Tornfist. Uh Read their LinkedIn's. Pretty darn cool stuff to go out and read. Uh, but it's also a game, and it's 1999 on Steam, that, let's say, you have a 16-year-old, and you're like, you know, kind of tired of you playing Fortnite. Why don't you try this Valheim game? It'll suck them in. So make sure that you do it right before the holidays so they have time to play. Not be like me, because I was up to like midnight playing last night. Um, I played for two hours, but it was so good. But the you know, the beauty of this is it's a part time project. It's a massive world. You have all these biomes that you can go to. Uh, it is really, really cool. And there was an update that came out in September. So I'm still playing probably the very basic content. I've been to two different areas now or biomes into it. Um, and it's the, the gameplay, the ability to play it. The look is amazing. And you really have to plan and learn to play this game. I still haven't figured out how to go fishing yet, uh, but I'm excited for that. And I made myself a cape today, so I was even super excited about that. But Valheim is a really awesome game. So again, those are our five games. Raccoon Tycoon, Dinosaur World, Go Nuts for Donuts, The Artful Escape, and Valheim. And right now, 10 in, 10 pretty amazing games. There's 15 to go.